welcome to another episode of For the Love of Marketing. Today's episode is very special because we have a guest. Um, we are delighted to welcome Oliver Duffy Lee, founder of Authority Agency. <clears throat> Simon and Oliver will talk about authority and how to grow a B2B business through social media. Um, welcome, Oliver. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Oliver. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Nam. And uh, hey, Simon. Nice to speak to you, man. Yeah, and you, yeah, great to have you on. I follow a lot of your stuff on uh, on, on LinkedIn. The content's really valuable. I thought it'd be great to, to get on the podcast today and have a bit of a chat and see if I can uh, get inside that brain of yours and see what's in there. <laughs> Some scary stuff in there, dude. I don't know, I don't okay. know how deep you want to go. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's keep it high level then. Let's keep it up the top there. <laughs> so, I mean, one, one of the reasons that, um, that I like what you write about on, on, on LinkedIn especially um, is that um, you talk a lot about authority. Now, for mm. me, authority is is really critical at the moment, right? It's it's it's, it's essential in building a, a profile as an individual, in building a profile as a business. It has an impact on SEO, which is moving much more towards authority-based metrics as well. And um, so, it's becoming this real buzzword at the moment in yeah. marketing. But for me, the first question is, what is authority? I mean, what what do you, what do you think it really means? Uh, it's a really good question and um, it's probably something that I should question my, to myself more often. Um, but I mean, it's really, really simple. So I just give you a bit of context. I grew up in the agency world, started my career in the agency world, and I was lucky enough to work for an agency that works with big brands like Volvo, Porsche and other big brands like this. And because that was my frame of reference, I thought that it was quite easy to work with big brands like that. Like it was just, it was something you did. If you had a good service and you had a good team, you could work with brands like that. It was only since like leaving that and getting experience in other agencies, I realized the agency I worked with at the start had really good brand basically. And in, in B2B marketing, B2B service-based marketing, really that means authority, right? So what that means is that it's basically, I think you can, you can split, you can basically copy the same word. Authority in B2B means brand, I would say. And it's just a, a more important and more descriptive word because when you talk about B2B, a great way to build a brand is to show that you know your stuff, show that you're an expert in something, show that you can get good results, show that you can be trusted. And a great way to summarize a brand which gives all of that to your business is, is authority, right? Mm. Because authority is generally are trusted in this in this world i think another word if you want to use it is expert but frankly that word has a bit of a bit of a bad rap these days for yeah. whatever reason so <laughs> that's kind of how i would frame it really it's uh it's b2b brand which shows that you know your stuff and, and you're very good at what you do yeah i mean that's an interesting point around expert right i mean we all know uh and obviously being in the uk we know that um uh, a lot of the Brexit uh, vote happened because people just, you know, there's a big campaign against experts, right? You know, yeah, people, yeah. Why should I trust these so-called experts and all of that sort of uh, nonsense? And uh, you know, under Trump in the US, there was a lot of pushback yeah, exactly. on experts and things as well, right? So, so it's, a, it's an interesting area. I think it's a great point that authority and, and brand are you know, sort of interchangeable in, in, in some respects. But I guess that brings me to, a, in my mind, a question around you know, how you build that authority then. So you know, as a as an established brand, the authority mm -hmm. comes along with it, right? So if you're a Nike or a McDonald's or whatever, people are okay, we know who you are, you've got a certain level of authority, you're an expert in your space, we can trust you. Um, but let's say you're a new company, you know, you're fairly young. How do you yeah. go about building um, authority or brand um, when you're going to compete against people who are already so, so well established in that space? 
Yeah, and you know, this is why authority is so important. So, but, so the reason why we need to drive for authority is because it's great, it's a great differentiator. In, in B2B, um, I mean, you know this, right? So but in B2B marketing, the big problem is that people all say the same things, they all deliver the same services. It doesn't matter whether you're a law firm, an accounting firm, an agency, whatever. If you talk about your services, you have no difference from every other every one of your competitors okay so that's the first thing is we're searching for differentiation here um when you can when you want to decide you want to be an authority you have to know what you want to be an authority in mm. and here is the golden rule of brand building in the b2b space is the smaller and narrower your field of expertise the better um and there's so many reasons why one is because if you want to be an authority at something you have to be good at it right you have to actually know your stuff and if you try and be an expert in the marketing industry, for example, as an agency, if you'll say we're an in the marketing industry, that's massive. But if you say we're an expert in gym marketing or restaurant marketing, or my agency, for example, is healthcare or OTC marketing, it's so much easier to own that space. Also, you're going to have less competition as well, right? Like, so, so for example, if I take the example of my agency, we do e-commerce um we help people brands grow online when we were an e-commerce agency we had to compete with thousands mm. of other agencies as soon as we became an otc farmer e-commerce agency we chopped away at like 99.9 percent .9 of our competition and we gave ourselves a really sharp area of focus in which to become an expert in or become an authority in so in terms of how the first step is is really really strong specialization in, and differentiation I mean, what, what's your view on, on being specialists over a generalist in this area as well, Simon? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think it, it's really important to have a, a niche, right? You can't be a yeah. specialist in, in everything. Um, you know, I think there are, um, I mean, certainly from a marketing agency side, there are um, there are areas where you would position yourself in a niche. You might still take some business from other niches if it fits into your model, of course, course right? But, um, yeah. but you know, something attractive comes along, you know, worth worth 10 billion, you're not gonna say, sorry, but you're outside my niche, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, but you yeah, know, I agree with you, right? I think that that real core focus, and it's, a, it's, it's what marketing's all about, right? With the right message to the right person at the right time, mm -hmm. you wanna be speaking um, the the relevant piece and having proof points that show that you are the expert in that specific area. Exactly. The only way you can really build authority, you can't say I'm an expert in a hundred different things because you can't be an expert in a hundred yeah. things. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you completely. Yeah. It's going to be surface level, and so once so once you have that area of specialism, it's really this is what this is how simple marketing is. You have to show people that you're a specialist and you're an expert, and so we have a really everyone actually every B two B company right now has a really easy opportunity which um i would implore you to take advantage of which is to be posting ridiculously high amounts of content that show that you know what you're know what you're doing so if you if you're a b2b business owner and you're sitting there thinking uh i just haven't got enough business don't know where my leads are coming from and you're not posting personally three times a week at least you have nothing to complain about that you, you just don't. It's, just, it's a massive, massive opportunity right now. Um, platforms like LinkedIn, even it doesn't have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn's amazing for B2B, right? Um, mm. But it doesn't have to be. If you're, in a, if you're trying to target younger businesses, TikTok could be good. But the organic reach you get on these platforms, <clears throat> which is the space where you can say, I want to speak to this type of person and I want to prove to them that I can solve this problem that I know they have. 
Just put out content about it every day. Really, really easy. Especially if you're an art expert, it should come easily to you. Um, that's how you do it. I mean, there's tons of other strategies afterwards, but as, mm. a, as a baseline, understanding who you're talking to, understanding what problems they have, how you're going to solve them and put loads of content out, which proves that to be the case. So, I mean, that's a great point. I think, you know, content marketing is, is hugely important. It's kind of another buzzword to be honest with you these days, right? But it's, um, it, it's a really central, but for me, when I think about, um, building marketing strategies as we do yeah. for a lot of our clients around the world is, is often the content strategies at the center of it, because you know, you, it's, it's, it's difficult to look at anything else in terms of how you build your brand and your SEO and your social media and your, your retention strategy and everything else without thinking about mm -hmm. how content sits at the core of that. But what, what sort of content, if you're going to be putting out content every day, what, what sort of content is the right content to build authority and branding? Do you think? So we, that's a really interesting question. We, we focus very heavily on, on social. And so when it comes to social, I think you want to look at, um, fairly short form, right? Mm -hmm. So we look at three different types of content when it comes to personal social, one would be like value-based content. I would say this, if you, if you're looking at posting on LinkedIn, for example, or any social, there's three buckets of content you want to create. You want to create value. You want to create viral content. You want to create conversion content. Now, nine times out of 10, so value content is that stuff which positions you as an expert. It's like that how-to stuff or three ways you can maximize this or, you know, that really simple, that, that classic content marketing stuff. Everyone's very comfortable in that area, right? Very, very comfortable in that value-based area, but it's only one of three. The viral area, I would say you can call it more viral or you can call it engagement content. That is stuff which is personal. It's about you. Personally, I hate this type of content. I hate it. But the team that I work with to manage my brand online, they tell me that it's essential and, and I can tell you from, from doing it, it is, right? Now, the reason you want to do that stuff, that sort of personal content is two reasons. One is it gets better engagement. So when you get better engagement with a couple of posts, your next post, which are the value stuff are going to get more reach. Okay, so you're working the algorithm. But the other thing is it positions you as someone who's approachable as a human being. Now, we, one of the things that we do in our life, me and my partner, who's also my partner in business as well, we travel, right? We travel, we're completely remote, we travel. Now, a big part of me and my personal one is to talk about that because it gives people insight as to how we live. It also gives them an aspirational idea of what's possible, right? Remote business yeah. is possible. You've got to do that stuff. Even if you don't want to talk about yourself, you kind of have to. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the, the third type of content, which no one does, which is actually, you know, some people do, and they do it really badly is what we call conversion content. So mm -hmm. every, any moment in your, um, in your network, there's going to be a group of people in your funnel, in your network, which at some point become ready to sort of book a meeting with you or buy. Now, when they do, they don't knock on your door and say, Hey, I'm ready to buy now, by the way, like I've been, I've been staying, I've been within your network for like two years, but now I'm ready to buy. They don't do that. So you have to give them an opportunity to come and book with you. Right. And that's what this conversion content is. So it's either like a case study with a, if you know, if you're in the, having these problems, book a call with me, maybe it's an, an invite to an event, which you book, offer them to book a call afterwards. You have to have that conversion content in there because otherwise you'll just have lots of fans and no clients. So it's a nice mix value. I bet I'm imagining everyone that's listening to this. If you are posting regularly, you probably are very comfortable in the value area. You need to get comfortable in the engagement, the personal, the viral area, and you need to deploy conversion content when you can as well. Um, that's basically on, on social, that's our content strategy.
Yeah, yeah that's great. Show. I mean, I think that's really helpful advice, Oliver. And I, um, it's it's all stuff that we, I mean we do ourselves as well. And I have to be honest, I'm I'm the same uh, as that point you mentioned there is that I don't do enough about myself yeah. um, and the personal side. And I know it, right? I mean, we all yeah. know it, and, and I get lectured about it by my team all the time. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not as not a vain as I should be on social media so uh, <laughs> so I think you know for me there's um I mean likewise you know I like to like to travel and I have lots of interesting things that I do and I don't talk about any, any of them yeah. and you know I often I often tell people when we're developing um social strategies for them very similar messages to what you've just said there and and about um how you know social media is really about being human is, is an important point to me right? exactly people, people relate to people they don't relate to logos right so I think um showing that humanity coming through and, and being a real person who's having real experiences and some of those are bad and some of those are good exactly and, yeah, that, yeah that's really important and people relate to that um and i'm terrible at it i need to get a lot better at that so <laughs> it's not comfortable it's not comfortable like and and, and it's just true and, and and the other thing about it is you got you can't do it you've got to do it authentically so yeah and you've got to say stuff which you don't really want to say out, out on online but it, it makes you more approachable it really helps yeah, no, it's it's great. It's great advice. So, do do you think within that mix um, on uh, on LinkedIn or any other sort of social platform, do you think that um, advertising has to play a part, or do you think people can build their mm. uh, their authority purely organically? Yeah, so um, depends on where you are. If you're a startup, if you're doing under, let's just put a line in the sand at twenty k a month revenue. Uh, I'm not not talking about profit. I'm talking about revenue. I would say advertising probably isn't needed. Um, but when you get to that point, I think it is one of the big, one of the reasons B2B businesses fall down when it comes to their marketing is they don't have enough top of funnel activity. And for me, like really, really simply looking at what the top of funnel means, it just means people getting to know you. Okay. And so I think paid advertising is an amazing top of funnel activity at scale. Okay. So, um, that means finding people putting stuff out there like value-based content or uh, thought leadership or lead magnets out there with with paid behind it getting emails in and getting them into your ecosystem i think that's great i don't love um bottom of funnel paid activity for b2b and the reason why when i say bottom of funnel i mean people who with high intent who are ready to purchase the reason why is because these people generally are shopping and our philosophy when it comes to sales, not marketing, but sales, is we only want to sell to people who aren't shopping. So people who are feeling a problem, but are not yet solution aware. They're problem aware, they're not yet solution aware. When they're solution aware, they start shopping. In the agency world, this is a real problem, right? Because um, agency pricing and profitability and profit margin in the agency world is tough. It's hard to make good profit margins running an agency. It just is very labor intensive, people intensive. And so if you come across an, uh, a client who's talking to three other agencies, they could be half as good as you, but you will still be commoditized to their price. So that is to say that I think paid is amazing for top of funnel, bringing people into your network, getting people into your email list so you can nurture them with your newsletter, getting people into your LinkedIn um, profile. Cold outreach, I think, is an amazing top of funnel activity as well, right? It's not about... Don't look at cold outreach like you're going to make loads of sales. It's top of funnel, right? You're going to get people into your network to like your stuff, but you won't get them into buy it to book a call with you or buy. So, yeah, I love paid. We use paid um, for authority agency um, and we use it just to funnel people into our worlds. So we have my LinkedIn profile. 
um, Instagram profile, email list, and also Facebook group, all the areas where we just want to drive people through mm. from our paid so that we can talk to them in a more relaxed environment, basically. Does that make sense? Like, how do you, yeah, how do you, do, how do you, do, do you do uh, view yeah, paid? Yeah, it's a similar thing. So I think, you know, for me, um, a lot of what I do is, is trying to um, bring value and, and help um, the, the marketing community, right? You know, having spent 25 years um, on the other side of the desk as a CMO, head of marketing, various different roles at, at, at you know, the big companies, the big global ones and the tiny little startups. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware of a lot of the, lot of the struggles that marketers have. Um, and, and I want to help people um, solve those problems. That's that's the reason I wrote the book in the first place is, is to help various different yeah. audiences solve their problems. So, so where we do um, uh, paid social, it's primarily around um, uh, around giving some kind of uh, value based content. So sort of lead yeah. magnet style. Here's a guide. Here's something helpful. So we're solving a problem for you. And if we can then discuss an ongoing relationship or something off the yeah. back of that. Great. Uh, but even even if we can't, at least you know I I I've provided you some value and I've positioned myself as someone you can go to for value in the future. So that that's a lot of what a lot of what we do. Um, we we don't use as you say social media advertising much for bottom of the funnel conversion. I think mm -hmm. there are um, there are better places for that. But you know it can work extremely well depending on your audience. And we certainly run a number of. Uh, social campaigns for some of our clients where it is sales focused and it works extremely yeah. well but it it does it does depend enormously on on who you are and what you're doing definitely and i think i think you know that conversion if you if you're talking like search advertising as well um for bottom of funnel search um people who are searching for your service that's all good the, my view with marketing is how can i make the sales as easy as possible mm. and and this is why authority is, is our way of looking at things because we jump on, I mean, we have a lot of sales calls, right? Like without, we, our marketing works, we have a lot of sales calls. And now we have sales calls with people who are ready to buy and that feels good. It makes my life easier and just more pleasant. But like throughout the last few years, we've had really effective on the surface marketing, tons of sales calls and you know like a 15 percent conversion rate which makes you feel really bad but that's just because we're sending people who don't know us to our sales team who um well it doesn't matter if people don't know you they don't trust you they're very it's very hard to sell to them anyway so that's kind of why we love the authority because we get to speak to people who are ready to buy from us they know us already and it makes that sales conversation so easy yeah man, it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense so i've got i've got one more question for you oliver because awesome. i think um i had a whole list of things i wanted to ask you and you've answered so many of them within other questions so it's, brilliant. it's, really, <laughs> awesome. it's a really, really valuable conversation and you know, the last thing i wanted to ask you is that all, all of that advice is great right i think there's there's so much value for anyone listening to take away from uh, from what you said there um however let's assume that they all take that advice away and they all start doing it right now everyone's doing the same thing Right. Mm. So how do you stand out in a busy environment where everyone's following that advice? That's a really, really good question. I mean, <laughs> this I'd, I'd love to I'd love to know up. I'd love to know your thoughts on this as well. But my I mean, my my main answer to that is um, there's two things, right? There's two things which hopefully can never be replicated. First is you as a person. And this is why we advocate personal branding so much, um, because and this is why it's good you have to post about yourself. It's why video content can work so well, because even if say, so, so for example, we're an agency consultancy, we consult agencies. 
are we the only ones out there? Absolutely not. It's a very, very tough market, right? This is saturated as hell. But I dare say there's no one like me. There's a lot of people who are better than me, by the way, uh, but there's no one, there's no <laughs> one like me, right? And so it turns out most of my, our coaching program is full of people who I feel like they're my best mates because we get on so well because we click, right? So people are buying from me, right? So the first thing is that is be yourself and put yourself out there because no one can replicate that. The second thing is, and this is so important, is get your own intellectual property. Like actually get your process and your thinking out of your head, put it into some nice looking models which make sense and you can explain and own that. Put a little TM at the end of it because you can and own that stuff and talk about that because intellectual property in the coaching world, everyone does it. Even if they don't know anything, they do it. In the agency world, in the B2B world, no one does it. And it just takes a couple of models, a couple of bits of IP just to put out there, own it, put your brand name on it. And that is an amazing way to differentiate yourself. Um, so yeah, two things, intellectual property and, uh, and personality. Here's one, so I have to say this when it comes to IP because I've told people about IP in the past and they've just ripped off other people's IP. IP is yours and it's unique to you. You have to come up with it yourself. You can't just steal other people's IP. So I'm very hot on that. Um, but yeah, those, that's what I would say. Those are my, that's my answer. What about you, man? What do you think? Yeah, look, I think that's great. I, mean, I think being unique and human, like I said earlier, is is important. Um, I think that's the way you can get your your voice to stand out. Um, I mean, I, I have a number of um, of models that I created in the book, uh, yeah, for bet. example, that um, uh, that you know now they get search volume on on Google when they didn't exist before I wrote the book, of course. So there are little concepts there that um, you know, are gradually being sort of embedded into um, into sort of marketing lingo for. the the generations, the unfortunate generations that are growing up with my book <laughs> as their first touch point on marketing. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think that's that's right. I think having um, you need to find a way to stand out. So there's a lot of the same stories, a lot of the same messages. Yeah. And you need to find your um, your twist on that and your voice within that that space. Um, you don't just assume. And we actually did a, a podcast very recently on originality within uh, oh, yeah. content. Um, and that's that's one of the key points for me is don't just take something and copy and paste it because you see it getting good engagement. You think about you know okay you can oh, yeah, look yeah. at that you can be inspired by it and you can uh, um, you can try and find your angle on that, your voice in that your specific uh, unique approach to it. But don't just copy and paste it and send it out. And yeah, you know, I, 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 I've had a lot of rants. Nam, Nam is, is aware of internally about a specific piece that's going around <laughs> social media at the moment, which is really, really annoying me. Um, which is uh, which I won't um, I won't I won't reference right now. But there's a specific piece which is blatantly wrong in its messaging, and yet it's being yeah. shared by so many uh, so-called marketing experts um, mm. everywhere and getting in front of tens of thousands of people, which is really frustrating me. So, um, so that stuff annoys me. So I think you know if there's a piece that is is out there. Don't just copy and paste it and change the background color to your brand color. Yeah, Think exactly. about what your voice is and what you can add to that and how you can be be different and add real value to your audience. I think that for me is the is the key point. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It must. Yeah, I mean, you must see it much more than me. I, I see. I also see it. Like, um, basically, people, you know, thinking that sounds interesting. I'm just going to say it and make it look like it's mine. It's not. It's not cool, and it doesn't make you yeah. look good when you when you get found out either. Yeah, and you do get found out as well. And I think yeah. that's. 
I think that's one of the points I made on on that that last podcast is it's a bit naive, right, to think that if I say that and I put it out, it'll get in front of people and they'll all think I'm amazing. Well, those people probably have seen it somewhere else because they're the same <laughs> audience for the other for for it on any any channel, right? So yeah, wherever they saw it first is the person they're going to think created it first, which might be you, but it also might be twenty five other people who posted it, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I can I can forgive you know someone young at the beginning of their career making that sort of mistake, but someone positioned themselves as an expert with yeah. Yeah, exactly. Years, it's like just don't do it. You know, you look like an idiot, to be honest. <laughs> That's my view. Great, um, Oliver. Look, that, it's been a fantastic conversation. Awesome. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I think we're very lined up on some of these points, and I think there's some some fantastic insights from you there. So I think that there's a lot of, um, of of individuals and businesses that can benefit from your knowledge. Um, so look, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. Um, hopefully we can welcome you back at some point. But yeah, I'd love um, to. Either way, you and I need to keep talking, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Um, thank you, uh, Simon. Thank you, Nam. Um, absolute pleasure to be here. Brilliant. Lovely. I'll hand back over to you, Nam. Yeah, the conversation was very insightful, um, especially the part where the value conversion and viral model, I think I'm going to steal it and everybody should steal it. And then I'm going to go and get some of my process trademark. Um, but yeah, thank you for your time, Oliver. And I think uh, it was a great conversation. Um, and everybody should follow uh, Oliver on LinkedIn to know how to build authority with your agency. And thank you so much. You can subscribe us on youtube and for more marketing tips and advice follow our podcast on spotify and apple thank you so much see you all